This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Greg Dowd sworn in at USTR. Syngenta agrees to settlement with corn growers. Japan set to lower tariff on U.S. frozen beef. Greg Dowd sworn in at USTR. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative finally has a new chief agriculture negotiator. Native Kansan Greg Dowd was sworn into the position yesterday by U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. The former chief economist for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association is ready to dive into the job. Dowd told AgriPulse after the ceremony, it's time to get to work, and there's a lot of work to do. The U.S. Trade Representative may be preoccupied with renegotiating the North American Free Trade Agreement, but Dowd said recently that he doesn't want to wait to start working on new free trade agreements with countries like India. Ket Bacchus, NCBA's International Trade Director, told AgriPulse in a recent interview that the group hopes Dowd will make it a priority to secure a new trade pact with Japan, whether it's in the form of a bilateral deal or the U.S. rejoining the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Dowd said during his confirmation hearing last October, keeping in mind that the evolution of more liberalized trade in agriculture products takes a great deal of patience. We must also get started today in planting new trees of market access, even though it may take time before we're able to enjoy some shade from such efforts. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts, a vocal advocate for increasing U.S. agriculture exports, said of Dowd in a tweet, Greg understands what trade means to agriculture, and he has the experience to help maintain U.S. agriculture's role as a reliable supplier around the world. Dennis Shea was also sworn in by Lighthizer to be USTR's top official at the World Trade Organization in Geneva. Syngenta settles with corn growers and lawyers. Syngenta agreed to pay $1.51 billion to U.S. corn growers and their lawyers to settle claims that their marketing of genetically modified corn seed caused China to reject corn shipments from the U.S. for about a year, starting in November 2013. It is believed to be the largest agricultural litigation settlement in history. A preliminary settlement agreement has been filed in federal court in Kansas. The $1.51 billion will cover four categories. Growers who bought AgriSure Viptrea or Duracade, which also has the MIR-162 trait. Those who didn't. Grain handling facilities and ethanol production facilities. Growers who did not plant the genetically modified seed with the MIR-162 trait will get the lion's share of the settlement funds left over after subtracting administrative expenses and attorney's fees. Growers who planted the seed, grain handling facilities, and ethanol production facilities will receive a total of $72 million. Syngenta noted that the settlement, quote, does not constitute an admission by either side concerning the merits of the party's allegations and defenses. Japan set to retract tariff on U.S. frozen beef. Japanese import duties are set to drop back to 38.5% on April 1st after eight months at the exceptionally high rate of 50%. The higher rate kicked in on August 1st last summer after unusually high imports triggered Japan's safeguard mechanism, which is designed to throw the brakes on trade after steep spurts of imports. U.S. exports of frozen beef to Japan have struggled for the past eight months that under higher-than-normal duties, according to a spokesman for the U.S. Meat Export Federation. 
Ag Group aims TV ad at Trump trade agenda. The Umbrella Farm Group, Farmers for Free Trade, is paying a half a million dollars to run a new television ad that warns against President Trump's aggressive trade policies, which have many farmers and ranchers worried about retaliation against U.S. agriculture exports. The ad, which highlights Montana grains and oilseed farmer Michelle Erickson-Jones, will run on Fox and Friends, Lou Dobbs, and Morning Joe, as well as online. Erickson-Jones says of the ad, We depend on free trade policies to maintain our export markets. The crops that we grow here on this farm are exported across the globe. Policies that restrict trade would be devastating for farms like ours. Someday I'd like to pass the farm down to my boys. Mr. President, protect free trade and keep our agriculture economy strong. President Trump's latest controversial move is a plan to slap import tariffs on steel and aluminum. Before that, the Trump administration announced tariffs on imported washing machines and solar cells from China and South Korea. Farmers for Free Trade co-chair and former Indiana Senator Richard Luger said, American farmers and ranchers depend on policies that open markets and are hurt by policies that throw up barriers to trade. House Ag Democrat nutrition title got visceral reaction. One of the more moderate Democrats on the House Agriculture Committee, California Representative Jimmy Panetta, says he wants to see the details of Chairman Mike Conaway's draft farm bill before taking a position on its nutrition provisions. But he confirmed to AgriPulse that the outline of the nutrition title that committee members previewed provoked a visceral reaction among his Democratic colleagues. As we've reported, the bill would expand the number of people enrolled in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program who are subject to work requirements. The savings from imposing those restrictions would then be put into employment and training programs. The committee's top Democrat, Colin Peterson of Minnesota, says the bill won't have Democratic support in its current form. Panetta, who represents California's Central Coast, including the Salinas Valley, said he expects Conaway will work hard to make sure the Farm Bill has bipartisan support. Report. End SNAP benefits for sugary beverages. Two former agriculture secretaries are backing a recommendation to ban the use of SNAP benefits to buy sugar-sweetened beverages. The recommendation comes at a report from a task force sponsored by the Bipartisan Policy Center and led by heart surgeon and former Senate Republican leader Bill Frist and former Agriculture Secretaries Dan Glickman and Ann Veneman. If SNAP recipients spend as much on vegetables as they do on sugary beverages, you would have a much healthier population and hopefully you would see the cost of health care declining as a result, according to Veneman. The report also says USDA should increase incentives for buying fruits and vegetables and tighten standards for the types of foods that retailers must offer if they want to accept SNAP benefits. Another recommendation calls for coordinating SNAP with the Medicaid program to provide medically tailored foods to low-income people with health problems. Now keep in mind, there is strong resistance in Congress and among advocacy groups to restrictions on SNAP purchases. However, the Food Research and Action Center said that restrictions on SNAP purchasing choices stigmatize recipients and could discourage participation in the program. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. 
for AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Alley.